Good morning. It's about 10.30 on a Saturday, August 3rd. Wait a minute, excuse me, August 4th. Let me get my dates correct. Here, this is Ruth Wittstein, Once Upon My Unicorn, Journey Through Bipolar. I am outside again, sitting, enjoying the beautiful weather of August. Just a quick update. Things are going very well. I have uh, managed to fix my my medications to where my uh, symptoms are under control. I seem to be doing great right now. I hate to say that too loudly or too emphatically because a lot of times when when we um, go everything's great or everything's quiet. <laughs> All hell breaks loose, but I feel really good right now. Um, the uh, concern I had the other day, you know, remember I mentioned in the previous podcast how I was feeling like my neighbors were watching me, you know, uh, like I told you, I wasn't the only victim. They watch everybody, but I don't even care. Still don't care, which is, is lovely because, um, if you have bipolar, you'll understand that bi- that paranoia can be a really uncomfortable feeling. You know, you feel as though you're all alone and isolated and no one can um, understand what you're going through. And everybody looks at you funny, you know, the smallest thing. You notice the tiniest thing. Um, and you will connect dots where their dots probably should not be connected, you know. Um, when things like that start happening... That's not to say that what you're seeing isn't necessarily true. You know, that's that's the downside of it, of having this disorder um, or this thing. I hate to use the word disorder. Uh, the downside is, is that people, if they know about it, if they know you have it, um, they assume that, that, you know, if you say that you saw something or you're concerned about something, they they might jump to that conclusion that you are paranoid. Um, And I've had... That's why, you know, it's part of you. It's part of your life. Being bipolar, perhaps, if you have this or a family member has this, but this isn't all you are. This isn't the whole of you. And so, even though I do believe that we should be able to talk about things and that, that there should be no stigma concerning mental illness and and um, things like that and people should be able to talk about these things this shouldn't be the only thing you talk about sorry I am outside I have a dog barking <laughs> he's curious about the the other dogs running around in the neighborhood um, but yes you know you you have to be choosy about who you discuss your situation with sorry about that <laughs> this is real life here for me. Oh, we're going to hear some barking. I'm going to pause. Sorry, I know when a dog barks, it can be very loud on, on there. Uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, you should be able to talk to people. But you need to choose your circle. And um, so it's like, to be truthful, to self-preservate. That's that's my own word, preservate. Self-preservation, for self-preservation, a healthy 
thing to do is is to choose who it is that you can speak to about these things and who you can trust and and know that you can trust them. Um, your doctor, of course, uh, you know, your very close friend, your family, you should be able to trust. But not anyone who's just a perfect stranger off the street. Hold on just one second. I'm so sorry. I don't like it when they bark. It just makes it so loud on here. Um, just not any perfect stranger, you know, having said that. You don't need to share probably every intimate detail about your life with everyone. And that is the downside of social media, too, is that people tend to just spread their whole world out there. Everything about themselves, their family members, their private things, you know. And um, I'm doing this this podcast to help others, and it's to help me. It's therapy for me. And I'm using a different name because I choose to protect my family. It's very important to do that. Um, I Social media can be damaging to your whole person if you're not careful, you know. Um, there are those individuals out there that for whatever reason feel the need to ruin you just because they might not feel good about themselves and so they go after you for the smallest thing so it's 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 important to have some self-preservation and some uh, uh, dignity you know to, to care for yourself so um, I choose forums that are designed for this like you know I, I love that website and I don't know I'm pretty sure it's okay that I tell people about this website called patients like me it's a wonderful website that you can go to and discuss all your health problems with people that are like-minded you know in other words there's categories you can choose from where you can discuss things that are going on in your life and if you need that sort of thing and you know like I said before in, in the earlier podcast I don't have health insurance at this point in time I am going natural, and this is really a great sounding board because I found other people just like me out there going it alone, um, but they're not really going it alone because they've got the support group of that group, and, um, you know, uh, they're using alternative medicine, which is okay if you feel like you can do that, you know. Um, it is your right as a person to care for yourself how you want, as long as... You know, you're not causing harm to others. And that's the thing. When I embarked upon this all-natural journey, I realized that it was going to take um, strength to, um, you know, it had, I, I knew when, at one point in time, you know, I told you earlier on that I hadn't told my husband, and all of a sudden it surfaced, and um, I had to tell him. And he was very good about it. And now, you know, I realize this journey of all natural care for myself can't be embarked upon lightly. It is working for me. It is working for me. And I am enjoying um, the company of other people now on that place, patients like me, that also are doing this natural. Some people are just choosing that route, and, and it's possible to do that. Not everything has to be prescription-oriented. Not everything. Um... You know, I, I'm i not telling you you have to go natural. I'm just saying it, if it is your choice, it is your choice. We should be allowed to make choices for ourselves. If we're old enough, if we're of sound mind enough, and I do believe I am even with this bipolar spectrum disorder that I live in, that I have um, a sound mind enough to choose the way I want to go. 
um, now that I've gotten my, my uh, as I call them, my medications, but you know, a lot of it's herbal and it is natural, um, in order, in the way they should be, I feel really good, clear-headed, focused for today. I've been feeling that way now for the past three days, which is wonderful. And, and uh, I have a child playing video games, if you can hear that. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I don't think I may go, I, I don't think I'll go back into a psychiatrist's office to obtain pharmaceutical intervention for my disorder. Huh. I, I hate to use that word disorder. I got to stop saying disorder. I need to say situation or thing that I happen to have. It's part of me, but it's not all of me. I think if I do go back into any kind of professional helps, it will be with a psychologist, one that doesn't prescribe medication, but does cognitive therapy. And I will continue with my natural um, lithium, my natural herbal, you know, TMG, B12, lithium, those natural things. I will continue with that. I don't believe I'm going to go back onto pharmaceuticals because I can tell a difference for myself of how I feel. And the, the, the key word is feel because I can feel on the regimen that I've chosen. Now I've chosen this with the help of an herbalist, so it wasn't totally on my own. I did consult herbalists. Um, uh, so, and that was a help. You know, we talked about what I needed to accomplish here. And now that I've gotten things in the proper perspective and in the right order, I feel so good. I don't want to lose that. You know, before I told you how I loved my doctor, and I did. I still like him. I still think he just, his approach in the very beginning was wonderful, how he wanted to find out about me. He let me write my story. He gave me time to really come to terms with what was going on with me. But then he did get caught up on those blood levels, and I felt like my blood level, even though considered low, you know, on that lithium, the low dose, I felt like it was okay, and he said, no, it needs to be higher we need to give you more medicine and when that happened I got I didn't feel good you know I didn't feel good but he was caught up in that number and that's an unfortunate place to be um, as a patient and I would say you know as a healthcare professional once and once upon a time as I have watched people you know when I was a nurse babies in particular um, that's what I did mostly took care of uh, but even adults, everybody has their norm. You know, we're we're taught that, you know, your temperature. For example, we'll just use the word temp. We'll just use temperature. Your own temperature might your normal might be different than my normal. See, my normal temperature runs about 99.3 now, because I have lupus, and my husband's temperature runs about 98. Sometimes 90. Well, no, let me take that back. 97.4, I think, is what his normal is. 97.4 degrees Fahrenheit is my husband's normal temp. So when he has a temperature that reads 98.6, he's sick. You see, something's brewing. And there are many people, physicians, that can't grasp the fact that when his temperature reads 98.6, he's sick. See, because his normal is 
for me, my normal is 99.3. I tend to walk around like that all the time. I have ever since I was diagnosed with lupus. And um, it's something that I just, it hasn't gone away really. And uh, rarely does my temperature drop down into the 98s. Um, but when my temperature gets up higher than that, but they always think I'm terribly sick whenever they see 99.3. Oh gosh, that's a low grade temp. Would you just put you on something? Like, nope, that's normal for me. And we get into this little argument about what's normal for me. So it's very hard sometimes. We're all different, but it's very hard to be that advocate for yourself when you've got people that just can't climb outside the box. And those are your healthcare providers. Sometimes they just can't climb outside the the graph, the the chart. They just they're so you know that's that. So it, it's important for yourself if you do have a bunch of differences in you, if you do walk in the line of difference, in other words, if your temperature is not 98.6, normally it's 97.2, you know, or it's important to find that care provider that will understand you're different and it's okay. But that doesn't mean you're totally sick and require massive amounts of medication to put you in someone else's box. You're in your own box. You're your own person. You know, that's where I'm coming from right now. That's why I've decided I really like how I feel today. I really liked how I felt yesterday. I didn't podcast yesterday, but really liked how I felt yesterday. It felt so good, and I wasn't out of control. Even asked my husband. I said, "Please tell me. Do you think I'm spiraling? Am I manic? Am I? You know, I don't feel it. I don't feel over. I slept seven and a half hours last night." That's amazing for me, you know, because I now take my medication at the right time. So it worked. Sorry about the barking. It's going to be like that because I sit outside near one of my dog yards. We have five yards here (laughs) with dogs, and I'm near one of them. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's really pretty much all I have to say today. I'm I'm going to keep it short because I realize that um, these... 45 minute to hour podcast can be a little daunting at times for some folks but um yeah i feel like my journey is going to be a good one now you know either that's not to say that i'm not going to have another hopeless day because we have those days don't we you feel like you're hopeless sometimes that you just don't know why you're here and you just wish it was over i've felt that way you know, off and on for three months in a row with bursts of energy and then the set, I guess I could call it rapid cycling. Um, And then now though, today, last three days, just wonderful, really good. And I'm happy and I'm going to celebrate that really good, happy feeling about where I am and that I have made this choice to not let other people decide for me how I must be, which is one thing I've decided. Case in point, my, my neighbor lady down the street, she just, I think I've told you how she just feels the need. She and her husband feel the need to tell everybody how to live their lives. and They're always watching everything everyone does, and they have to give their 50 cents worth always. And I used to, I was letting that bother me to the point of no return, and now, you know, really, in the last week or so, I don't care. 
seriously. If she were to show up right now, unannounced, I would just gracefully tell her, you know, I'm busy. I don't have time to speak with you right now. Thank you for your concern. Must go. And then move on. Either go back inside my house or whatever until she leaves and then go back to what I was doing. It is okay to keep toxic people out of your life. That being said, even your family members. Now, I know that's a hard one. I've got a few family members that don't understand me. They do not understand me politically, spiritually. Don't get me. Um, I don't want to start arguments along the board, but you know, I, I don't apologize for my political stance. I'm a Democrat, liberal Democrat. I don't apologize for my um, activism for the LGBT community. Don't apologize for that. I am very active in that community supporting these people for their rights, the rights to be who they are. Um, I am not a Christian. Okay, my family is. I am not. Um, I, I, I enjoy Jesus' teachings. I enjoy them. If you take his teachings away from everything else that is being thrown in people's faces today, from that Christian movement, Jesus' teachings alone are beautiful. If you follow them, they're very, ah, oh, they're very Buddhist. I'm more of a Buddhist than I am anything, I guess. Um, but I study everything. I study everything. I've been a little history in the past of where I've come to where in terms of how I feel about spirituality. I have studied it all pretty much and been a part of it all. It's in some small way. You know, I was members, I was a member of over 12 different churches at one time. I won't list every single one because that gets to be too lengthy. And because of all these different groups within the Christian faith, this was a Christian church, there's 12 different kinds, you know, there's many, okay. Um, at least four of them wouldn't accept one baptism that I had. So I literally got baptized four times, four times in my life. Um, just the differences in this group thinks they're the only one, this group thinks they're the only one, things like that. I suddenly came to terms, came to the belief that I don't need this. My religion is, was kind of like the Dalai Lama said, is kindness. You know, I, I try to be kind with self-preservation. Um, I will help when I can. That was another thing I felt the need to help every lost soul. I guess that's the nurse in me. Um, and it's, it overwhelmed me. Even after I left the nursing world, I felt the need to do that. And um, now I, I'm primarily my work is with animals dogs, cats, birds, I tend to, I'm, I'm in that realm right now. Um, I have all I can handle right now. It's on my plate and that's it. And I do have to sometimes tell people I can't help you. I can help you find someone who can though. Because there's, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just that there comes a point where it can take so much out of you when you are in the 
the realm of, you know, the what, the place of helping people and helping animals or whatever, and sometimes it gets to be overwhelming. I do what I can. And I've had to learn to let it go at the end of the day when I've done all I can. So, um, yeah. And then all of, uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that. I guess I'll end that one there. But, um, yeah, so, you know, just a recap of the end of this little podcast. I feel good right now. I'm in a good place. My medications are going well. I'm talking to people that are like-minded like me. I've got a support group, my family. I'm not talking about my my husband, my daughters. Um, I have a good support group online. I have, you know, have everything I need where it needs to be, and I'm happy. I have come to terms with it's okay. It is okay to basically remove yourself from toxic things, and that can mean people. Um, that can mean uh, social media. There are times I'll get on social media, Facebook or wherever, and I find myself just ruminating. Politics is what they have an issue with. I get a little angry sometimes with po- political posts and stuff, and and uh, animal rights. You know, it's a big thing for me. It, it, sometimes if I put that in front of my face too much the the really the big atrocities out there it will trigger a bad thing in me it'll trigger um, a spiral and I'll either go manic or I'll become severely depressed I have to learn to step back and that's one thing that you, that, that might be helpful to to somebody out there with um, whatever mental illness or, or no mental illness anything but triggers badness bad feelings inside you to the point that you can't let it go then don't put your face in front of that thing that can trigger it. That's the best. That's the best advice I could give to somebody. Um, you can help where you can help, but there comes a point where there's a limitation. We all have limitations, and when it comes to where you are nearly going to go in the hospital over over something like that, it's time to step back, isn't it? Because you're go. You're no good to anybody. You're no good to anyone if you're so sick that you can't function, right? And that's what my husband was telling me about the neighbor lady and the, you know, the political posts and the animal rights things that were just destroying my inner core. I couldn't function. No amount of medication was even helping. And of course I was taking stuff backwards, so that didn't help. But once I got that, I had to do that, but also learn once I got my medications in order, then I was able to function and to get myself to shut that part of my life off, and it was okay. And I feel good about that. You know, I'm sure some of us, some of you out there have had that urge to keep checking and checking and checking and see what the latest the latest post is, what the latest person has said, and then you find yourself out there ranting and and angry and this and that, you know, and you have to comment on everything. And I was like that. And so, hmm, it was destroying me. I was spending more time doing that, getting upset about everything. Then I would spiral. Then I would have to research everything um, and try to fix everyone. You know, it, it was, I was running in circles over something that one person posted online. Um, 
and all I probably should have done is not even looked at it first place so I'm learning how to not go there when I start to feel like this is probably not a good day to read things that are political in nature this is probably not a good day if I wake up feeling kind of eh you know this is not a good day to look at the atrocities of factory farming it is an atrocity that's a horrible thing in itself I'm not going to discuss that today okay because it will probably make me spiral I feel really good. I am not going to let this ruin me today. I can pray about it. I can hope for the best, but um, pray for, and that's what I do too. Every morning when I get up and every night before I go to bed, I pray to the great architect to handle those things I cannot handle. Handle those things that are beyond my control like factory farming right now I can't control that you know the Yulin dog meat festival in, 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 in some of these foreign countries where they eat dogs boil them alive it's horrible we won't discuss that that I can't I signed the petition I've signed seven or eight petitions to be against those bad things I've done my part this is all I can do now see so now I have to just pray that my signature was enough. See, my, my donation of money to the cause was enough. And I have to let the people who are out there in the trenches, who know how to stop these things, do the job. I'm doing my part here. I've got my rescue dogs. I've got my rescue cats. I've got my rescue birds. I'm fostering. I'm doing my part here. I have to learn, and I have learned, that I can only do this and offer my verbal, some financial in a small way, because it gets to be expensive, and my prayers. Those are my supports that I have to offer. And my votes. You know, you can do a lot just by voting. Just being present in, at, the, at the polls. Um, be present during elections. Vote for those causes. There is where you make a difference a lot of times but getting online and ranting and raving carrying on and going crazy um, with the mouth which is what I was doing I was oh, my texting you know my writing what just explosive angry blah 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 I realized when I went back and read some of those things oh my heavens I can't believe I said that you know so um, and that that did put a big rift between me and my my extended family my sisters and my the rest of my family they didn't like my stance on things they're very ultra Christian ultra conservative so they had a problem with a lot of what I stood for and that's okay that's their choice we don't see eye to eye I, I'm not going to preach to them but they do kind of want to preach to me that's okay I don't have to be in their presence they basically told me you know no enough's enough can't look at you right now that's okay First, it hurt a little bit that I realized, you know, and that's another thing. I don't compromise what I believe in just to make someone else happy. This is my moral fiber. This is my ethic. I refuse to compromise that just to make even my family happy in that percent, that, that thing. My personal beliefs and my personal activism to help others when I can um, should not bear on them. For some reason, it's just the fact that I do that. 
it's upsetting a little bit to them. So that's okay. I don't need to talk about it with them. And I don't. And I try to keep them out of it, you know, as much as I can. So, um, and I don't need to have that negativism towards me from them. So I just, we don't talk a whole lot. <laughs> that's okay. I've got a good family support system here, though. You know, my daughters, my husband, I have close friends. I've got my online support. I'm fine. It's all good. So that's the end of this podcast. It's all good. It's all great. Um, tune in when I have another one to Ruth Wittstein's Once Upon My Unicorn, A Journey Through Bipolar. Thank you.